0: right now in uh, the midst of probably the most important season um, in the Muslim world, the season of Ramadan. Uh, uh, Ramadan in Arabic, uh, the more Persianized pronunciation uh, that I was familiar with in South Asia, uh, we said Ramzan, uh, or sometimes Ramjan. Um, It is the month of fasting for Muslims. It is, uh, and, and a lot of people, especially uh, here in the West, don't really understand um, what this is about, don't really understand the Muslim community. And so I wanted to kind of reel this in and then kind of jump back into talking a little bit about Ramadan, just because there's, there's, a, there's a real opportunity in terms of if, if we can understand um, who Muslims are and understand a little bit better about um, what some elements in their faith mean. It can open the door for us to be in better relationship, to facilitate dialogue, to facilitate witness as well, which is crucial. Um, One of the things that's really put this, uh, that's really kind of frames this for me, Um, a lot of people ask, especially, um, you know, years ago, years ago, if people came to seminary to study, uh, you know, for their MDiv, or to study to be pastors, um, really, they studied you know, the classic subjects, church history, systematic theology, inductive biblical studies, and some of these kinds of things, but, but people, and, and they might take a couple of courses, say in you know, new religious movements, or, or they might, who knows, get a, get a world religions course if they felt adventurous. It was kind of a side extra that, you know, it's nice to have, but it's not a big deal. I mean, after all, back then what was the likelihood that you were going to be living next to someone who is a Hindu, a Buddhist, a Muslim, or have a mosque or a temple or a shrine around the corner from your house? Isn't that just exotically silly? But, of course, as uh, many of us are aware, and people are increasingly noticing, uh, especially here in North America, um, there has been an influx, both an influx actually, of Uh, adherence to many of these different faiths um, over the years, over the last several decades. Um, And there's been, particularly in the case of Buddhism, there's been a significant number of of, uh, people whose ancestors have been or families have been in North America for decades, even centuries, who have actually embraced some of these other faiths. And so, so it's gotten from, it's gone from being where knowing about uh, world religions is an optional extra that's kind of nice to have, to the point where it's really, it's kind of uh, obligatory. It's de rigueur. You must understand about world religions. And one of the most significant of these um, in North America and frankly everywhere else is is the religion of Islam. Now what frames this, a great way to frame this in some ways is, uh, a place, a college in which I, where I teach, and I teach a uh, one of the classes I teach is world religions, um, and uh, part of the course is I bring a group of students uh, down to one of the major uh, uh, metro, well, one of the large cities in the state where we are, and we uh, we kind of do the uh, house house of religions tours. So we go to the mosque and uh, we go to the Hindu temple, for example, and um, when we when we Went, the last time I taught this, we went, I took a group of our students to, we actually went to the mosque on a Friday. For Muslims, Friday is their primary day of assembly, apart from major festivals. Um, and Friday afternoon, like r- right around noon, one o'clock. And uh, you know, we went there and we, we wanted to show respect. So, so the young ladies who were with our group covered their heads with scarves and, and they very much appreciated this. Um, uh, they, the women sat with the women, and, and the men sat with the men, or behind the men, and, and they went through the positions of their, and rituals of their liturgical prayer, uh, which is done for Muslims in Arabic. Um, and then, then uh, the, one of the mosque leaders got up and gave a sermon in English. And uh, this congregation of Muslims was very multi ethnic, um, it seemed like it was almo- all or almost all immigrants. Um, from places like Somalia, the Arab world, Afghanistan, India. Um, and he, ga- he, got, he gave this sermon, he gave this uh, message, and it sounded, it was, he talked about how, you know, we have to be concerned about our young people because um, ethics are really kind of going down and they're there in the midst of this immoral American society. We need to talk about and think about how we can better ground young people in our faith so that they can resist the temptations they encounter in American society. And I'm sitting there thinking, wow, I mean, this, this is a sermon that could have been preached in pretty much any church in America. Um, and, and thinking, thinking there's, there's actually, we often, because we see so often some of the ugliest things on the news, Happening in different places, but we forget that these are people, and often people, people whose faith actually is, has much in common with our own, and people who, who are often very open when we approach them in a way that 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 values them as people, kind of to use uh, uh, the phrasing of Martin Buber of I and Thou. Of of approaching them as fellow subjects rather than as objects, which uh, frankly should be the case with how we pr- approach anybody. Um, uh, just for this segment, I'll, I'll just just kind of close this out. Um, if I can put it, ha, put, if I can uh, give an exemplary story. Um, I remember preaching in a uh, in a church uh, several years ago in uh, New Jersey, one of my favorite places where I grew up. And uh, New Jersey, and uh, uh, church down the Jersey Shore, in fact. Um, and uh, had a wonderful time. And afterward, uh, a couple came up to me, a couple approached me, and they said, You know, this is so great because I was encouraging them to, to think about how they can relate to Muslims as people, talk about your own experience with the Lord Jesus, and talk about, share from your own testimony, and look for ways to connect them with the scriptures and connect them with maybe studying or reading together, but, but so much of it is bringing down walls of suspicion that they often have, because they've seen so many things, uh, that stories that circulate of, of personal rejection of suspicion, um, uh, because again, people don't know. We're ignorant of one another oftentimes. Um, so uh, so uh, this couple came to me, and they, they, told, they told me their story. They said, they said there was a, a family in their neighborhood, um, from a Muslim family. I think they said they were from South Asia, from, from Pakistan, or some other part of South Asia. And uh, their kids were about the same age as this family's kid. And, uh, and there were some other kids in the neighborhood that were giving these Pakistani kids a hard time, that were, that were uh, threatening them or uh, otherwise Otherwise, um, frankly, just just being unpleasant to them. And and so this believing family's children saw this and and stood with these kids, stood up to the bullies in the neighborhood um, who were essentially just basically being ethnocentric, maybe even racist, Um, and they said, no, no, you're not allowed, stop doing this. These people, these kids are our friends. If you have a problem with them, you have a problem with us, too. And oh my goodness, this family just, they heard what had happened. And, and these, these, these bullies kind of went away. And this family heard what had happened. And they just, they just threw open the doors of their home to them. And, and so much, you know, part of it, some of it kind of winds back into the kind of thing that, that John Wesley kind of exemplified uh, in his sermon on the general spread of the gospel. Just, just how as we allow the Lord to carry us along, and as we allow the Lord to draw us in a a sanctification that continually conforms us ever more deeply into the image of God in Christ, that that is going to to be what empowers our witness. And that is going to be what, what enables Muslim people as well as others. Uh, to come to a living faith in God in Christ, um, so in some ways, in some ways, when we think about you know so many you know so so many scary ideas that people have when they think about Muslims, but really, where it begins is with the basics of just living as a Christian in public.